VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With the toughest three-game stretch to ever start a season behind them, our beloved return to the field to face their first winnable game of the season when the Oakland Raiders came to Soldier Field on Sunday. Could the Bears answer the bell, or did they finish the first quarter of the season winless? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 4 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. About November 24th, 25th, or something like that, of 2014, that I've been able to say this. But welcome to a victory episode of the Chicago Bears Review. That's right, folks. The Bears actually won a game yesterday after almost putting in a full calendar year without a victory, having not beaten a football team since the Bears beat the visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers on November 23rd of 2014 when Lovey came to town last year. A very underwhelming victory over a very not good football team. But that's the last one that we had to say, hey, at least we didn't suck. Somebody sucked worse than us yesterday. That's pretty much how that summary of that football game uh, went. But, hey, we were we won a game yesterday. How about that? I didn't uh, – well, actually, because the Bears, they, they – I got to give John Fox credit because from now on, now we're going to have to buy into this this injury stuff of his because that whole thing about Jay Cutler maybe playing last week against the Seahawks, we all thought was just malarkey. But here we are a week later on an injury that's supposed to last him two to five weeks. Who comes strutting onto the field just before the kickoff but Jay Cutler? I mean, he granted he was limited in practice, so they didn't hide that from us. But everybody thought Jimmy Clausen was playing. That's why I picked Oakland to win the game, because I thought Clausen was playing. I didn't think we'd be able to generate enough offense to um, to be able to beat the Raiders on Sunday. But once again, the defense showed up to play. Uh, and with Jay Cutler in there, we generated just enough offense to come away with a 22-20 to victory over the Oakland Raiders yesterday in Soldier Field. So, you know, it, it, it kind of came from out of a... Uh, kind of kind of came out of nowhere uh, I got a, a notification on my phone that uh, oh yeah Jay Cutler is active and will start against the Raiders it's like well this just got real because uh, now as I said in the open it's our first winnable game on the schedule I mean even going back you know to April when the schedule came out we all pretty much had a realistic feel for how those first three games we're going to go regardless of what the score was going to be we all kind of felt 0-3 is probably what's going to happen after those first three games we just hope that we're in and we're competitive and you know kind of in it until the end with those teams we want to see progress in those first three games now with the Raiders coming to town even though the Raiders are an improved football team um, that was basically our first winnable game on the schedule and I got to be honest with you folks if 
if we can play like we did yesterday, then I'm not – I mean, it's it's in Kansas City, so it's going to be rough. But I like our chances in Kansas City. I mean, here's another team, solid on defense, but not exactly overwhelming as far as putting points on the board. I mean, yesterday they could not put one in the end zone against the Bengals. Seven field goals, though, but, you know, couldn't put one in the end zone. I think this is a team that's still trying to get a – no, they got one last week. They finally did it for the first time. They finally got a wide receiver in the end zone for a touchdown last week. First time since the 2013 season because they didn't do it at all in 2014. So, anyway, we'll talk about the Chiefs later on this week. Seth Keezer from Arrowhead Pride on SB Nation will be with us um, this week uh, on the show. I'm actually going to be interviewing him a little early this week, interviewing him on Tuesday. It's the only night that we could get our schedules uh lined up so by the time that i record the remainder of the show on thursday some things might have changed uh, but uh you know we'll do the interview tomorrow night and see what seth has to say about his uh his beliefs and his guys and then what they might be able to do against the bears uh on sunday and uh we'll uh we'll go from there see how that goes looking forward to talking to him though uh, i follow him on twitter and the guy definitely knows his uh his stuff he kind of does this uh this breakdown if you ever get a chance to check him out it's he's he lives in minnesota so it's uh it's like real mn chiefs fan like mn from minnesota chiefs fan is his uh twitter handle if you guys want to check him out next week leading up to the uh leading up to the game so lots to talk about with this game the bears and the raiders it was an interesting one especially you know it's kind of start to finish it was a battle a really exciting game Actually, there were six lead changes, three in the fourth quarter alone, and I actually think all three of those those lead changes came in like the last five minutes uh, of the quarter. So it was definitely a uh, edge of your seat kind of nail bite thriller. And and these are the kind of games that we want the Bears in, you know, because at the very least, win or lose, we've got a shot at the end. It'll suck to lose these games, but it's a growing uh, process uh, for this football team. So it came down to the wire. And uh, it looked for a second there like we might let it get away because something happened. And uh, we'll talk about it as we get to the knee-jerk reactions. But let's go ahead and dive right in. The review of the Bears and the Raiders on Sunday in Soldier Field. What can I say? I just couldn't help myself. I, I just, I had to. I had the song in my library. I had to throw it out there for you guys. I thought you might uh, enjoy that. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into this football game. Um, you know, like I said, leading up to it, uh, we were kind of crossing our fingers, hoping that our defense could show up like the like they did against the Seahawks. Despite the 26 to nothing uh, final score, was a much more competitive game than that. We sacked Russell Wilson four times. You know, we really got after him in the in the passing uh, passing game. Uh, you know, Allen Ball and, and and Kyle Fuller were really getting after it. Um, 
on the corners, weren't getting beat or anything like that. Uh, Jimmy Graham got his touchdown, but it's basically like the one play he had, you know, pretty much the whole game. The Bears did very, very well on defense uh, last week. It was just that the offense had nothing uh, to offer to try to keep it even or try to keep the Seahawks honest uh, at all throughout the football game. We were just hoping that the defense... Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Defense would be able to do that again to the Raiders and maybe, maybe, even have Fangio dial up some blitzes that would confuse the young quarterback, maybe force him into some mistakes and try to take advantage of it from there. And then hopefully a short passing game and a heavy dose of Matt Forte would be enough to put the points on the board to get a victory uh, over this team. It didn't seem likely with Clawson at quarterback. However, as I said before, I got a notification on my phone. Thank you very much, Yahoo Sports, that Jay Cutler was active and he started this football game. Uh, against the uh, against the Raiders and the, it, it kind of seemed like a bad omen from the start third play of the game Will Montgomery goes down gets rolled on by one of his teammates and actually fractures his fibula which is a non-weight-bearing bone thank you very much high school anatomy classes but um, nonetheless it's a broken leg well, he might be done uh, for the year if if not for at least a significant uh, portion of of it and with Horonis Grasso uh inactive for the game for some reason who comes in at center but Matt Slauson it's uh you know figure that one out but he comes in uh the fourth the first quarter was actually quite impressive especially the first drive as you hear me talk about in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction <laughs> knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Raiders after one and you know what guess who showed up to dinner the one and only Jay Cutler, and uh, you know what? It's uh, it, it's one of those things that now we're actually going to have to to kind of pay heed to to John Fox when he does things like this. They've been dangling Cutler out there in, in practice and being limited and so on and so forth, and the guy shows up and he's active, and then they start him against the Raiders in the opening drive of the football game. Cutler engineers a touchdown drive to get things started, capped off.
uh, with a touchdown pass to Eddie Royal from about, uh, I think, less than 10 yards uh, out. I think about maybe eight or nine yards. The extra point was blocked, so the Bears are up 6 nothing at that point. And then the big concern for me going into this football game was being was our corners being challenged by Crabtree and um, Amari Cooper, especially. He's been a beast so far in these first three games. A non-factor up to this point. Uh, Tracy Porter has been mainly uh, covering him uh, so far has either been real tight on him on coverage or distracting like the last uh, third down the Raiders have. Tracy Porter just got a hand up in the air and it distracted Cooper from a pass that basically hit him right between the numbers and he dropped it. So defensively, we're doing very well or we're basically picking up where we left off against the Seahawks as far as being solid, being consistent. And on offense, having some issues with the offensive line, Will Montgomery, our starting center, left the game with an ankle injury. He is out. And Horonis Grassu inactive, so Matt Slauson slides over into the center position. And uh, Omeme, one of the guys that we picked up uh, after the final cuts, um, the guard from Tampa Bay, he is in at left guard right now for the Bears. So right now our starting five are Kyle Long, Vladimir Dukas, Matt Slauson at center, then Omeme at left guard, and Charles Lino starting for the injured Bushrod at left tackle. It's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a a, you know, amalgamation of, of offensive linemen out there at the O-line. But it hasn't been super impressive, but the Bears have looked better in this game with Cutler at, at the quarterback position. We move on to the second quarter. The Bears are going to be punting to the Raiders to start the second quarter ahead 6 to nothing. Yeah, i got to start listening to these things before I, before I put them in there. So sorry about that because you pretty much heard me say the same thing a couple of times. But however... As I was saying, the first quarter, it, it, was, it was promising. Like I said, we kind of picked up where we left off uh, defensively. Uh, you know, Tracy Porter did an outstanding job against Amari Cooper, uh, who did catch a touchdown pass in the second quarter. But, uh, um, and actually, Porter wasn't even covering him. They had Amari Cooper lined up in the slot, and he smoked, guess who? Shane McClellan for the pass uh, in the end zone for the touchdown. So, um, you know, I don't know what the hell we were doing covering Amari Cooper with Shea McClellan or maybe it's just because it was Shea McClellan who was chasing after him while he was in the end zone maybe that's why I kind of blame him because it's easy to do that but anyway um you know Tracy Porter did very very well I mean overall Amari Cooper only finished with uh four catches for 49 yards and this is after being over 100 even in a losing effort against uh you know Cincinnati and the other two victories they had over uh Baltimore and Cleveland um you know this is uh a heck of a job from Tracy Porter, that's for sure. Uh, Alan Ball was nursing a hamstring, did not play uh, in this game. Uh, he was suited up but did not play kind of an emergency uh, cornerback, uh, if you will. And uh, Crabtree, for the most part, went unnoticed on the on the other side uh, of, the, of the football. He was actually, yardage-wise, he was the leading receiver. He had five catches for 80 yards but uh, missed portions of the game here and there. Um, because he got rolled, it happened to three people in the game. Uh, Crabtree got rolled on by his uh, by one of his uh, teammates, or actually, I think it might have been one of the Bears. And it happened later on in the football game with Antro Roll as well. Luckily for Antro, it's just a ankle injury. The, the X rays were negative as far as uh, it being broken uh, or anything like that. But in the second quarter, uh, things got a little bit more exciting, and uh, we actually went to halftime with the lead. 
Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter, the Bears and the Raiders. And the second quarter didn't quite get off to the start that we would have liked. Uh, a touchdown pass to uh, Amari Cooper uh, from 26 yards out. The Raiders took a 7-6 to lead. Back that up uh, a little bit later on in the quarter with a fumble from a, a bad quarterback center exchange. Uh, the Raiders recover at the Bears' 25-yard line and take that in to go up 14 to 6. Now both of the Raiders touchdowns have come on short fields. Uh the Bears were backed up in their own 5-yard line, punted it away. The Raiders uh, started at the 50, so they had a short field and they had to go half the field to get in that one. Then the fumble recovery from about the 26-yard line, they took it in there. The Bears on the other hand, like if you were looking at this without the scoreboard, Statistically, the Bears are killing the Raiders. I mean, they've got more yard, way more yards. Time of possession is well in the Bears' uh, favor. It's just that those mistakes uh, have been uh, is what's keeping the Raiders in the game so far. The the fumble recovery and so on. However. The Bears, on the other hand, able to engineer a touchdown drive to get themselves within six or 14 to 13. And then the play of the first half, Pernell McPhee out in coverage on Latavius Murray. Murray bobbles a, a uh, pass from Derek Carr. McPhee right there on top of it, picks it off, and takes it down to about the 10-yard line. The Bears aren't able to get it into the end zone, but Robbie Gold kicks a short field goal. And that's where we stand right now going into the half the bears are ahead on the raiders 16 to 14 right now and if it weren't for the a couple of mistakes on the bears side this might be a 16 to 7 game at least i would think that uh you know it's looking good for the bears the bears are being solid on defense uh they're not being a swinging gate or anything like that so the performance they had last week kind of really brought them together and the offense if they can just cut back on penalties and you know obviously eliminate the turnovers like they had in the first half we really might have something in the second half uh the raiders start with the football but the Bears have the lead, 16 to 14. Could you tell I was just a little excited that things were going our way after 60 minutes of football? The Bears had a lead. Uh, I, I did. I really loved that play that Pernell McPhee uh, made. That guy has been outstanding uh, for us so far uh, this year. I mean, he's been really great. Uh, for John Fox raving about him in the press conference yesterday after the game and then again today when they met the media um, you know McPhee has been tremendous and like I said he was out there he's an outside linebacker so he was out in coverage on Latavius Murray Derek Carr gets it there but Murray just mishandles the football and kind of bobbles it in the air and there McPhee was you know in, in a moment of opportunity he grabs it out of the sky starts rumbling down the field the disappointing part there being that the Bears could not get the football into the um, end zone. And, I, you know, I, I kind of toiled with it a little bit, whether or not I thought Fox should go for it, uh, to go for it and, and put it in the end zone or just take the points. Uh, taking the points gives us a lead going into the half, some momentum and whatnot, so I can definitely see why Fox uh, chose to just go uh, with the field goal on that one. I did, however, fail to mention what I was, the sinking suspicion that I was feeling was that that one point, that blocked extra point that we had in the first quarter during our, after our first touchdown drive, wondering how much that could come back to hurt us 
uh, if you know if this game was close at the end, that extra point, you know, maybe having to force us to go for two at some point uh, during the game and and whatnot. Just wondering how much that might come back to uh, that might come back to hurt us uh, in the third quarter. Not much changing uh, in the third quarter except for the score. Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter, the Bears and the Raiders, and it's um, been a kind of a sloppy third quarter between uh, both of the teams, more of a the defensive advantage uh, on both sides. However, uh, the Raiders have taken the lead uh, 17 to 16. And the only reason that that happened was because the Raiders gave, or excuse me, the referees gave the Raiders a crap call. Uh, They called Tracy Porter for illegal hands to the face on a third down uh, play that the bears actually held on. So the, the, the Raiders were about to punt and they, they gave them this crap call where, where, where uh, they said hands to the face. Tracy Porter never touched his face, but they gave him the penalty anyway. It extended the drive. The Raiders were able to convert it and put it into, uh, you know, turn it into a field goal to make it 17-16. to 16. Jay had a bad stretch uh, in, a, in a couple of drives here where his throws were just off, like just completely, you know, overthrowing it or he's throwing it wide, you know, that kind of thing. Just had a real bad stretch of about three, four, five passes in a row there that just were kind of off the mark and um it slowed the bears offense down they haven't really done much in moving the football uh so far in the third quarter but as we start the uh as we start the fourth quarter here you know hoping that the uh the bears can get something going and then kind of get a rhythm and everything they've kind of been inconsistent in that way in this game they're hot on one drive and then completely cold uh, on the next one as far as being able to do anything with it so hopefully they'll be able to uh to keep it moving they have the football now as we uh, and they're at midfield too, so we're in great position. Get a couple of first downs, we'll be in a position to at least kick a field goal and retake the lead. Uh, as the Bears are down 17 to 16 going into the fourth quarter. So Jay did really have uh, a, like back-to-back drives. Uh, you kind of wondered if something might be wrong with him. Was the hamstring injury starting to affect him? Because that's the other thing that I haven't mentioned was how fantastic Jay looked in the pocket on sunday there were a few times where he was under a lot of pressure had to move around in the pocket and you never would have known that there was anything wrong with his hamstring at all except for the fact that jay didn't run the ball on on sunday like uh, you would normally expect him to uh in situations like that he didn't just pick up and, and take off and, and try to get a uh to get a first down he was he was conservative in that way like usually he can he's good for a couple of first downs with his feet he had no no problems bouncing around left and right, moving back and forth to keep himself alive in the pocket. But he didn't, uh, you know, just pull the ball down and take off running for a uh, for a first down uh, or anything like that. Really, the only thing missing from his game on Sunday. But th- those back to back drives. Uh, you know, he threw one wide to Marquise Wilson, who was open uh, for an out route to the sideline, threw a really wide, kind of overthrew Martellus at one point, you know, kind of very sloppy, almost like the ball was kind of coming out of his hand. Really couldn't pinpoint it. He just didn't look right there for those last couple of drives. And it, like I said in the, in the reaction there, it did slow the offense down. It really did kind of slow the offense down. And, uh, you know, we ended up with no points uh, in the third quarter at all and ended up losing the lead. Uh, to the Raiders but um, you know in the fourth quarter is where things really got interesting like I said there there had already been three lead changes 
in the football game. We get three more in the fourth quarter with the outcome that we were looking for. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Raiders, and the final score is... The Chicago Bears 22, Oakland 20. A little bit too much excitement on that little pooch uh, uh, kickoff return there at the end. But, uh, you know, what a crazy fourth quarter. We had, I think we had, what, three lead changes in the fourth quarter alone. The Bears were down to start it. They went up. The Raiders went back up. Then the Bears win it again uh, towards the end there. Robbie Gold with a 49-yard field goal to put the Bears up with two seconds to go. You know, and we had somewhat of a what many people are going to classify as a same old Jay kind of moment, especially with who ended up getting the football. And it was Charles Woodson intercepted a pass from Jay Cutler uh, in the fourth quarter. The Bears had a really great drive uh, going on. They had just, uh, you know, uh, recovered a fumble from Latavius Murray and were driving down the field. And Jay had a corner route on. Uh, Martellus Bennett. He was open. He was behind uh, behind the defenders. It would have been a touchdown if Jay would have been able to put enough on it. Instead, he kind of throws it off his back foot, and it it floats on him. Charles Woodson picks it off. The Raiders were in. Would you know? It drove the field and ended up turning that into the field goal that gave them a the twenty to nineteen lead. But the Bears were able to come back, drive down the field, and put it through the uprights with Robbie Gold to uh, to take a, to take the victory 22 to 20 the first win of the season uh for the bears the raiders fall to two and two i still think the raiders are going to be a team to be reckoned with uh into 2015 and beyond especially if they keep making the moves that they do our bears however one and three they're off the schneid don't have to worry about when that first win is coming as they go into a a tough stretch here back-to-back road games before the bye week at kansas city at detroit and uh you know, overall, this was a good game. The defense played well. Uh, we gave Oakland too many opportunities in this one. However, we come away with the victory, and we as Bear fans will definitely take it. So that uh, same old Jay kind of moment that I mentioned there, you know, it's I, – I wouldn't call it a same old Jay moment because I, I factor that more into the decision-making more than anything else because you know same old jay moments are when he's trying to make something out of nothing martellus was open he was it was there like i said if he puts enough on it if he's able to step into the throw because he threw it off of his back foot and kind of flung it out there so it floated on him like it tends to do when he does that um you know it would have been a touchdown if he leads martellus into the end zone he's wide open it you know he catches it over his right shoulder it's a touchdown ball game's over but instead um, like I said, he did kind of he did throw it off of his back foot, and some people will look at that as a same old Jay moment because that's usually when Jay makes his worst throws when he's off his back foot and kind of just you know shouldering it out there as opposed to stepping into it and you know being his usual accurate self when his fundamentals are good. So I can't argue I can't necessarily argue against saying it was a a same old Jay moment. Like I said, I more classify same old Jay moments to his decision-making process more so than, you know, a bad throw uh, from time to time. I will say, however, the fact that it was Charles Woodson, (laughs) man, did that piss me off. It's like, really? It had to be Woodson. You know this guy's been talking all week about how Jay's always good for one 
when there's one key interception, he will blow the game for him every single time. You just have to wait for him to do it. And I'll be damned if the Raiders are winning the football game, we're driving down the field trying to take it away from him, and Jay throws that interception. It's like, come on, man. Really? And it was Charles Woodson on top of that, the guy that victimized us week after week when he was in Green Bay for a, nearly a decade. So, um, you know, it's like, oh, Christ, it had to be Woodson, didn't it? It had to be. It couldn't have been anybody else in the defensive secondary or a stinking linebacker that just made a great play. No, it had to be Woodson, who basically looked like the ball went right where he thought it was going to as he picked it off. So that's the part that kind of just stuck in me. And I think that's maybe why a lot of you are going to classify it as a same old Jay moment, because, of course, it was Charles Woodson who picked it out of the sky, who was, you know, like Jay's arch enemy when he was in uh, Green Bay. However, um, you know, back to Robbie Gold uh, for a second. Not only did he kick a 49-yard field goal to give us the lead with two seconds to go in the game, but previous to that, he kicked one for 54 yards, a 54-yard uh, field goal, and the wind in Soldier Field was up to its old tricks for sure. There was a uh, there was a kick that the Raiders that Janikowski had for the Raiders. That thing kind of knuckleballed its way through the uprights. Another another stiff gust of wind, it would have hooked and and not gone through uh, the uprights. And Robbie Gold was able to brave the elements with the wind uh, kicking into it in the fourth quarter, and you know put it through the uprights from 49 and 54 in the fourth quarter. And those were the points that got us the victory uh, on on uh, on Sunday. So the other thing that we need to take away from this, and I kind of mentioned it there towards the end. We, we let the Raiders stay in this thing. We made, we made the mistakes that allowed the Raiders to be in it at the end. Hell, the, they, we made the mistakes that, that allowed the Raiders to have the lead going into the final few minutes of the, uh, of the football game. It was the, 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 you know, where it was like last week, I was telling everybody, you know, the game was a lot closer than 26 to nothing. That's for sure. Well, the game wasn't as quite as close as the score would indicate. The Bears were the better team on that field Sunday, and it was because of the mistakes that the Bears made that allowed Oakland to stay in it until the very end. The other thing that we need to know is, or that I want to put out there, is that against a better team, the Bears lose this game because a better team would have capitalized on the uh, on the mistakes. Uh, that you know, it just would have been. If it was a Green Bay or an Arizona or somebody like that that we were playing, or God forbid, in a few weeks when we play Minnesota, they're supposedly supposed to be a better team uh, this year. But, uh, you know, better teams would take advantage uh, of those mistakes and make the Bears pay for them uh, dearly. But uh, you got to give Jay credit. And, you know, I also, you know, got to give Fox and Adam Gase credit as well. Um, after throwing the interception, that uh you know essentially that 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 turned right around the raiders turned that into the field goal that put them ahead the bears drove the field they came right back and jay was actually kind of brilliant on the last drive i believe he was perfect uh throwing the football on that last drive surprisingly though the raiders were allowing the bears to have the outside because we were looking you know out routes out routes out routes trying to stay to the sidelines conserve the the clock, because I believe we only had one first down going into that final drive. 
the Raiders, for whatever sec, for whatever, were not taking the sideline away from us and forcing us into the middle of the field, which would have forced us to chew up more time, maybe even burn that time out faster than we wanted to. But instead, we got to drive the, pretty much the, the the length of the field there uh, to get into uh, field goal range, you know, Robbie Gold field goal range anyway, and kick the 49-yarder. Uh, I think we had about six or seven seconds on the clock before Robbie Gold put it through uh, the uprights and left us with two uh, afterwards. Little too exciting, like I said, with that, because the, the Raiders did one of those, you know, 35 lateral kickoff returns and um, – did and finally at the end they did the two steps forward about four or five steps back because I think they may have made it all the way down to about the Chicago 30 yard line and then one of those backwards laterals got out of hand and Sam Acho uh, who recovered a who recovered Latavius Murray's fumble earlier in the fourth quarter a fumble that got Latavius Murray benched by the way um, Sam Acho his second fumble recovery of the game uh, recovers it to seal the victory. Uh, for the Bears, and uh, you know we we rise to one and three, the Raiders fall to two and two. But keep an eye on those Oakland Raiders. I think that that um, you know with a little more experience, and you know that that they'll they'll be able to win games like this uh, in the future if they keep making the moves they've been making, drafting smarter, signing you know smart, being smart with their free agent signings instead of so stupid that they've been uh, over the years. They've been stupid in both areas. Actually, they're signing the wrong free agents and drafting the wrong guys. So they've been doing better with that the last couple of years, and they're seeing the progress on the field. Like I said, in the future, they'll uh, they'll probably come away with victories uh, in games uh, like this. So it was a it is a victory Monday uh, preview or review episode uh, of the Chicago Bears review. Could not be. Uh, happier about that glad to be wrong but like I said if if I knew Jay was going to play I I would have picked the Bears to win I can honestly say that but with Clawson out there I just didn't know that we would have enough offensively to be able to uh, to beat the Raiders and, and come away with it big interesting game coming up for the Bears this Sunday week number five against the Chiefs at Arrowhead the Chiefs also one in three uh, they started off with a big victory on the road at uh, Houston and have dropped three straight since then. They they lost to uh, Peyton and the uh, Broncos week number two. Uh, they lost this past week to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and um, who did they lose to last week? It's, it's uh, escaping me. I apologize. But they've lost the last three after winning the first game uh, of the season against the uh, against the Texans, so uh, this is a team that's that's on a three-game losing streak, looking to not fall into a one-and-four hole and have the uh, the Bears coming into town on Sunday. On paper, and it's you know we got to say if because we haven't seen a long-term consistent performance out of the defense so far, even though they were the better unit uh, on the field uh, on Sunday, that's for sure. Um, if the defense keeps coming the way that they've been coming will be in every game this year every game of the season will be like the one that we had this past sunday now i hope you're you're stocked up on your blood pressure medication because that's going to get stressful as the year goes along but uh it'll all be worth it because this beats the hell out of what we sat through last year you know when you're ready to give up at halftime just because you know regardless of the score you can tell that your team's heart is not in it that's disgusting to me i just they absolutely ruined football for me last year i don't think i've ever uttered the sentence in my life 
I can't wait for football to see football season to be over the way that I did last year. I mean, I just, I just could not wait for the massacre to be done. Regardless of what was going to happen in the offseason, I just wanted that year to be over with. And I'm so glad that we've moved on. And I'm so glad that, uh, you know, what we're doing is working here. And, um, you know, it may not translate in into the wins this year, but I really think it's going to benefit the Bears in the long run. The attitude adjustment, the culture change that Fox and Gase and, and Ryan Pace have brought to this team so far is definitely uh, going to be a positive in the long run and help us out as we mosey on into the into the future. So that is going to do it for the review of the Bears and the Raiders this past Sunday. What do you say we close this thing out with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. So here we are, bear up, bear down for the week four review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And uh, as you might have guessed, it is a bit heavy on the bear upside this week. As a matter of fact, I'm going to just go ahead and get rid of our one bear down uh, so far, or the only one that I could come up with, actually, because I kind of I had to call in, you know, in some friends to find out, you know, you watch the game today. Who do you think would be, you know, who would get a thumbs down or a bear down? award this week and uh the best suggestion that i had a I had a vote for shay mcclellan but t- t- honestly i didn't notice during the football game that shay mcclellan wasn't playing well i did notice that mcclellan and somebody else got beat by amari cooper for the touchdown in the early in the second quarter but aside from that i didn't really see you know one bad play doesn't make a bad performance in my opinion so that's why i kind of laid off on uh, shay mcclellan but he did get beat on that one particular play um, the best suggestion that I got was special teams. Bear down to special teams. Robbie Gold aside, Spencer Landing actually as a, as a replacement for uh, Pat O'Donnell uh, this week uh, punted well. The Bears did not punt 68 times like they did last week. So, uh, you know, Spencer Landing's knee is still 100% after the football game. Um, but bear down to special teams for a couple of reasons. Number one, that extra point that got blocked in the first quarter, you know, it really looked like it was going to factor into the end of the football game and, you know, kind of factor into the outcome. That one point could have ruined this game uh, for the Bears. And can we just, can we please just go one game drama-free from the special teams unit? I mean, more penalties from the special team. Like, we can't go, we can't do one kick return, kick return, punt return whatsoever without some kind of penalty, whether it's a block in the back or a hole. Now, I know these things are common in those particular uh, in those particular situations, but with the Bears, it's it happens way, way too much, just way too much. And, you know, it's just, and you know, the, 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 the kickoff thing at the end of the game, the kickoff return that they almost took all the way back for, for a touchdown with their 68 laterals and, and – and whatnot, and the fact that Robbie Gold was pooch kicking the kickoffs this week, I my my father texted me during the game. He's like, "Why are we pooch kicking on every kickoff?" And I simply, you know, texted him back. Is like, "Well, if you'd given up 105 yard plus kick returns in consecutive weeks, wouldn't you?" Because you know, it made sense to me, but that's what it come to 
for the special teams unit. We were pooch kicking it to avoid kicking it deep and embarrassing ourselves by letting someone run it back for 110 yards uh, again uh, this week. So we, <laughs> the, the, the Bears had decided to kind of take that out of the equation and pooch kick it to somebody who was far less dangerous than the deep the deep guy and you know take our chances with that uh that second string fullback who's you know the like the up man on the uh on the second level he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you in the return game so let's kick it to him and uh we'll uh we'll uh, sacrifice some field position in order to not give up the points and that's i think that's kind of sad so bear down uh to special teams you guys need to shape up big time outside of the field goal unit of course because you know that was perfect Robbie Gold was uh, three for three uh, on the day so bear up to Robbie Gold the hero of the game Uh, I don't remember how long the short field goal was I think it was maybe about 26 yards if that but 54 and 49 in the fourth quarter when the elements were starting to take shape uh, there in the fourth quarter, Robbie Gold puts him through the uprights, no problem. That one from 54 could have set an NFL record, uh, you know, because uh, it had the distance for sure uh, to do something serious there. So outstanding job from Robbie Gold. You know, it's like I remember a time when this guy couldn't hit, hit a 50-yard field goal to save his life, and here he is routinely kicking 50-plus-yard field goals with room to spare uh, week in and week out. So, uh very cool of Robbie Gold and a uh, very great job that he had uh, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, bear up to Jay Cutler uh, for being for being tough for for turning a two to five week uh, injury into a uh, one week injury and coming out and performing well. Uh, he almost made the bear down list for the interception. The only reason I took him off the bear down list was the very next chance that he had with the football. He drives the offense down the field and leads us to a, a game-winning field goal drive, and, you know, we get the victory. And, uh, you know, Jay played well overall. That, that stretch that he had in the third quarter with the inaccuracy and the bad throws, and then, of course, the one interception that he threw, not very helpful in the situation as like i said especially because it was charles freaking woodson that he threw it to like it just had to be woodson didn't it so um you know he makes the bear up list almost made the bear down list but i took him off because of the recovery he made the next chance he had with the football moves it down the field is perfect on the drive puts us in position uh to win the football game uh bear up to um a couple of receivers not named alshon jeffrey marquise wilson and Eddie Royal both had uh, very solid uh, afternoons. Marquise Wilson was just behind uh, Martellus Bennett in uh, in catches on uh, on uh, on Sunday. Well, actually, he was as far as yardage, I should say. Martellus Bennett was the leading receiver in the football game. He also makes our bear down bear up list. Eleven catches, eighty three yards, and a touchdown in the football game. Marquise Marquise Wilson six catches, eighty yards. Uh, no touchdowns, but, uh, you know, had some big plays uh, in the football game. Eddie Royal, seven catches, 54 yards, the first touchdown uh, of the game uh, as well. So, you know, very solid performances uh, from those guys at a time that we needed it because for whatever reason, Alshon just cannot get himself healthy enough to play a uh, football game, was ruled out on Friday that he was not playing uh, in this game uh, against the Raiders. So we got Bennett, Royal, Wilson, let's switch over to defense. 
Bear up to Jarvis Jenkins. Another sack uh, from Jarvis Jenkins. Also a bear up to Eddie Goldman, who got another sack on uh, on Derek Carr. And here's the great thing about that. The Bears' two sacks in the football game was double the amount of sacks that the Raiders had given up in their first three games this season. Um, Derek Carr had only been sacked once going into this game against the Bears, and the Bears got him down twice uh, in the football game. And Eddie Goldman's one was especially impressive because not only was it a sack, but it was one of those where the quarterback is trying to get away and digging himself into a deeper hold field position-wise, and Eddie Goldman managed to bring him down on that one. It ended up being quite a bit, uh, quite a loss uh, on that play uh, that Eddie Goldman got his sack uh, on, on Derek Carr. Uh, bear up to Sam Acho. Um, you know, this was a guy people were flipping out because he was one of our better defensive players in the preseason when the Bears let him go because of that illness. It was simply a roster spot thing that we let him go. His illness had cured. We brought him back for week two against the Cardinals. He's more of a special teams guy for the most part, but he's a role player on the defensive side, was in the right place, the right time to recover that fumble that Jarvis, um, I'm sorry, Latavius Murray fumbled there in the, in the uh, fourth quarter. Um, the one that should have led to a touchdown pass to Martellus Bennett but was picked off by Charles freaking Woodson. But, uh, you know, it happens, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, uh, Sam Acho recovered that fumble, and he was the guy that fell on the football at the end of the game to preserve the victory on the Raiders, you know, crazy, you know, 50 lateral uh, kickoff return. And I think he's the last one, but bear up to Pernell McPhee. Uh, was uh, he's a beast against the run. I mean, this guy's not just a pass rusher. Didn't get any sacks, but the pressure was definitely there. Uh, did see him decimate, of all people, Jamarcus Webb on the offensive line for the Raiders, cut right across his face and, and tackled, uh, I believe it was Roy Hallou, and stopped him short on third and short to uh, force the Raiders to punt, or maybe it was even one of those times they had to, they had to force into a field goal uh, situation. And, of course, because of the awesome heads-up interception that he made there in the, uh, in the second quarter uh, led to a field goal uh, for the Bears that gave us the lead going into the, into the half. McPhee's been, uh, been pretty great for us uh, so far. And, you know, you got to give the guy credit. He's been on the team, you know, in total, having signed in March. He's been on the team for seven months. He's been around the players, you know, for about half that time. And in that amount of time, he's shown enough of himself to be voted a captain, to be seen as a leader in the locker room on a team that he just got to. And he's playing, he's doing it on the field, he's doing it off the field, you know, in the locker room, uh, in the meeting rooms and such. So big bear up to uh, Pernell McPhee. So far, so good. He's really looking like a sound investment for the Bears and one of those building blocks on the defense going forward to 2015 and beyond. So that is going to do it for bear up and bear down and that's going to do it for the week four review episode of the chicago bears review come back on thursday when we will have seth keezer from arrowhead pride on sb nation to talk about bears and chiefs at arrowhead on sunday so if you have any questions uh for seth be sure to tweet them to me you got to get them to me quick though because i'm interviewing him tuesday night uh when i get home from work and um you know any questions that you have at shy bears review on twitter or you can hit me up on the facebook page any questions that you might have there as well i'll try to get them into the show uh if i think they can uh i think they can help us out so 
Anyway, come back on Thursday to hear the preview for the Bears and the Chiefs going into week number five. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.